Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we're talking about the Hawks' 122-114 victory over the Boston Celtics. Trey Young explodes for 16 points in the fourth quarter on the way to a 40-point night, and the Hawks are able to snap a four-game losing skid in Boston. Without further ado, let's get into it. After giving up 44 points to Julius Randle in New York, the Hawks went into Boston and got a win. Snapped a four-game losing streak and a really brutal stretch against the Celtics themselves where the Hawks couldn't seem to get a win in Boston or against the Celtics. Uh, John Collins, Trey Young, Clint Capella, Cam Reddish all had great games, and it was really nice to see the Hawks take a lead into the fourth quarter and come out with a win. With the Hawks, you know it's always going to be tense. And despite having about an eight-point lead with under a minute to go, it got tense again. The Celtics missed some free throws, and the Hawks did just enough to keep keep the win. And uh, Trey Young hit some free throws down the stretch to push his night to 40 points. But it was really refreshing to see the Hawks uh, put together a strong performance and get a win against a team that is most likely going to be in the playoffs. The Celtics are 14-14 and 14 right now. But this is a type of team that the Hawks have to beat to get into the playoffs this season. The Hawks, I mean, one of the big things in this game just shot the ball a lot better. They shot 57% from the field, 44 of 77. They only shot 33% from three, 8 of 24, but they got to the free throw line 20, 31 times and made 26 free throws. Um, they didn't out-rebound the Celtics, which is kind of interesting because Clint Capella had a monster game and um, the Celtics didn't have their usual center in Daniel Tice, but... They weren't missing many shots, so it didn't really matter. Um, the Hawks only had 19 assists. They did have eight steals, two blocks. Um, and in a place they did dominate, getting to the um, Celtics' lack of big man, the Hawks outscored the Celtics 60-46 to 46 in the with points in the paint. Um, and Clint Capella was a huge part of that. Capella played 32 minutes. He was 10 of 13 from the field. He was 4 of 8 from the free throw line. And at the end of the game, the Celtics went to a hack of Capella um, strategy. He missed two in a row, and they fouled him again to, to, to do it again. And then he went, and Capella knocked down those two free throws, so they went away from the hack of Capella. But he ended the game with 24 points, 13 rebounds, four of those offensive. He gets hit, uh, Clint gets his offensive rebounds in bunches. Usually he's shooting a shot. He's able to jump up between multiple defenders, get his rebound if he missed, shoot it again. There was one possession, I think he got two offensive rebounds on the same possession because he was trying to put the ball in and eventually tipped the ball in. Um, and he also had one block. JC, John Collins, also had a really good performance. He scored 20 points on six of nine shooting. With just six of nine shooting, you know that he had to get some points at the free throw line, and John got to the free throw line eight times. That's just awesome to see. John usually gets no respect. And I don't know if it's because the Celtics are a smaller team that John was able to excel so well and get to the basket and get to the free throw line. But it was great to see John get to the free throw line and convert. He took zero three-pointers, though. And um, that's probably why the Hawks' three-point percentage in this game wasn't very good, only 33%. John's one of the better three-point shooters, and he was not taking them. He continues to move the ball along early in the shot clock when he is open at the three-point line. And for someone who's shooting over 40% or right around 40%, he needs to be letting those fly. But really good to see John get to the free throw line and convert. 
He had six rebounds, two of them offensive, two assists, and he also had one block. Um, Kevin Herter was fine. He had been, he's still struggling shooting the ball a little bit, but he was three of seven from the field, one of four from three-point line. He's done a good job of when his shot's not falling. He has this really nifty move where he gets into the paint and gets his jump shot off in the middle of the paint, and he's really found that as a go-to move. Um, Cam Reddish had an excellent game for Cam. Um, He was 5 of 8 from the field, 1 of 2 from 3-point land, got to the free throw line for 2 of those, 13 points. The Hawks were plus 14 when Cam was on the court, and he was a big reason why the Hawks did such a good job on – Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Tatum ended up having a huge game, but I thought that the defenders that the Hawks threw at those two uh, forwards slash guards for the Celtics were really good. Herder, Cam Reddish, Solomon Hill all had different times of guarding, whether it was Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, and they did a great job. Um, Brown was really good early. Tatum was really effective through the entire game, even when his three-point shot wasn't really falling. But the Hawks uh, defenders did a strong job on him, and that was Cam Reddish. Cam had one amazing play where he just straight up ripped the ball away from Jason Tatum. Um, went down the court. Unfortunately, he misdribbled. The ball found its way to Clint Capella, who finished the fast break. But Cam had some really strong defense. And when the Celtics didn't have Kimball Walker holding down Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum, is the key of any strategy to go in and get a win in Boston. And I thought Cam was a really big part of that. Um, off the bench, Gallinari continues to not shoot the ball well, but score scoring. He had nine points on three of 13 shooting, two of six from three-point land. Him and Trey Young are combining to not get as much respect from officials as they were at the beginning of the season. Gallinari had zero free throws, or yeah, one free throw attempt. And... He goes in and is so crafty. He's just not getting any calls right now. Um, But nine points. And then Skylar Mays continues to take advantage of his opportunity on the court. He was one of one from the field, three of four from the free throw line, had five points, played 13 minutes, two rebounds, two assists, a big steal where uh, it looks like the Celtics had an offensive rebound. Skylar was able to get in there, get the ball, and, and make a shot. And him kind of providing some stability behind Trey has been huge. He's a little bit of a bigger point guard than Trey is, and he's certainly not uh, as explosive a scorer as Trey is, but Skylar Mays has continued to put up solid time, um, and it'll be interesting to watch what happens as Rondo works his way back, um, what the Hawks do, but it's been great to see Skylar Mays, one of these young guys, take advantage of uh, getting some extra playing time, and as long as he continues to put up positive performances, you're going to continue to see him off the bench and earn more and more minutes. Um, Solomon Hill and Tony Snell also played. Those are another pair of guys who were part of the defense against Jalen Brown and um, Jason Tatum. But there's not a lot of scoring coming off the bench for the Hawks right now. The Hawks were outscored 18 to 25 off the bench. And really outside of Gallo and Skylar Mays, there wasn't a lot of uh, scoring off the bench. Finally, we come to Trey Young. Trey was just on it tonight he had 35 minutes he played 35 minutes was 14 of 20 off the from the field four of nine from three-point land eight of eight on his free throws ended the night with 40 points three rebounds eight assists two steals the one big thing for trey that is the only um knock on his night in boston was eight turnovers and a couple of them were really bad trey 
you'll live with the turnovers where he's trying to get his teammates an easy look at the rim or if, if he's trying to do something like that. But he had a couple of turnovers in transition where it was just like, Trey, what are you doing, man? You're too good of a passer to be throwing a wild pass to um, Kevin Herter or someone on the side that there's really no chance. And he also had a pass um, in transition that the Celtics just jumped and were able to get a fast break going the other way. Um, you're gonna. It's hard to really complain about a night where Trey goes off for 40, has eight assists, and is just really in control of the game, including scoring 16 points in the fourth quarter and wanting all the big shots in the fourth quarter when the Hawks needed him. Um, but if he cleans up that those eight turnovers, the Hawks, this isn't even a game in the last minute, and the Hawks are able to just take it easy in the last quarter. But just a wonderful performance from Trey Young and one that really helped uh, secure the win for the Hawks. For the Celtics, Jason Tatum was really the, the big highlight for them. He was 11 of 21 from the field, 3 of 9 on their three-pointers. He scored 35 points. He was 10 of 11 from the free-throw line. He had six rebounds, six assists, and two steals. Uh, Jason Tatum can just hit some ridiculous shots. He has a beautiful kind of uh, spin to a jump shot that is just kind of unguardable. He loved getting Gallinari on him where he would just as soon as the Hawks switched Gallinari onto Jason Tatum, Tatum would go out to the three-point line, make a couple moves, and then just shoot as if Gallinari wasn't there. Um, and Tatum just, he knows how good he is on offense, and he can score out of any any set or from any position. It's pretty stunning. Um, I thought the Hawks made him work. And again, uh, Cam Reddish did a pretty good job. Uh, all the Hawks did a good job of kind of making him put it on the ground and Tatum did turn the ball over. He, he was having some difficulty dribbling the ball and he had a, a just a spat, a bunch of really bad turnovers where he was just dribbling off his knee and, and kind of over dribbling the ball and not getting the call. And the Hawks were able to get turnovers on those possessions. Jalen Brown had a really rough night shooting. He was six of 20, two of seven from three point land, eight of eight from free throws. He had 22 points and he was rolling early. He kept the, the Celtics going early and the Celtics had a really nice first quarter. They scored 35 points in that first quarter, but from that first quarter, Brown just never got it going, taking really wild shots. He had an air ball, um, just couldn't find his rhythm against the Hawks for whatever reason. And the Hawks were playing with a little bit of physicality uh, and Brown wanted a couple foul calls, but he just couldn't get it going at all in the game. And he was actually a, a team low minus 10 for the, the Celtics. Um, of course, the Hawks, if any time they play Tristan Thompson, it just gets flashbacks to playoff performances and any time where Thompson was on the Cavaliers and would just dominate the Hawks on the offensive glass. And yet again, Thompson had a nice game. He was starts for and center for the uh, Celtics. He had, it was 6 of 8 from the field, 2 of 2 on free throws, 14 points, had 7 rebounds, over half of them were offensive, and 3 steals. Uh, it's just... You know, you go back to nights where Al Horford would just get dominated in the paint front. Al Horford and Paul Millsap together would get dominated by Tristan Thompson. And um, the, the fact that the Hawks were able to kind of take it to Tristan Thompson and get a win against his team is always refreshing. The Celtics got a really nice performance off the bench from their rookie point guard, Peyton Pritchard. He came in and he was 5 of 11 from the field, hit one three-pointer, ended the game with 11 points. He did have five fouls. The Hawks, certainly whoever was being guarded by uh, Peyton Pritchard, took advantage of the small guard out of Oregon and really went at him. And he didn't back down, but he fouled a lot. 
he did, does a good job running the Celtics offense. He's not scared of any defender. Um, was often getting his way into the paint and finding other players um, and was able to get his shot. There was a couple times he just dribbles, never gets sped up. And then there was one possession, I think he dribbled like 12 seconds of the possession off, went through the paint multiple times. And then finally the Hawks just like, I don't know if they just lost interest of guarding this little guy, but um, he got to the elbow and the Hawks moved away and he just nailed an uh, elbow jumper. Um, but strong performance from Peyton Pritchard off the bench. And then finally, Robert Williams came into the game late and provided a little bit of a pop off the bench for the Celtics. He was 4 or 5 from the field, didn't make his free throws. Those two free throws were big in the last minute of the game, um, Was had three rebounds, one of them offensive, and he gives them a lob threat. He had a mo- monster dunk, uh, monster alley-oop dunk over the Hawks. And I think that these teams play each other again on Friday, and we might see more of Robert Williams in that game. It, I'd be remiss about talking about Robert Williams without talking about his nickname, Time Lord, where he got that his rookie year in the uh, NBA because he couldn't get to places on time, and so his teammates affectionately called him the Time Lord. But I would not be surprised to see t- the Time Lord play many more minutes on Friday than he did on Wednesday night. Um, the Hawks just went in and really, outside of that first quarter, really controlled this game and were able to get a win. In the second quarter, the Hawks went on a 8-0 run in the middle of the quarter that, to take the lead and never really looked back. Um, it was a really good performance from the starters. It was nice to see Cam have a really good night shooting and Trey Young have a really good night shooting. And, uh, of course, this was all under uh, Coach Nate McMillan because Lloyd Pierce was in Atlanta to be at the birth of his second child. So um, after the game... Uh, Trey Young was asked what was different about this, and he said that there really wasn't any difference in what the Hawks were doing um, and that they were just really focused on not only having a lead in the fourth quarter but you know keeping that lead and getting a win. Um, he really emphasized just how hard it is to get a win in the NBA. and um, But it was really good to see Trey Young lead the team, take all the big shots at the end, and just have this really nice performance. Like I said, the Hawks play the Celtics again on Friday. And it's going to be fun to look at this little mini-series and see what adjustments the Celtics make and what adjustments the Hawks make. The Celtics did not have Kimball Walker. He's not playing on the second night of back-to-backs. So they will have Kimball Walker on Friday. The Hawks are without Rajon Rondo. Still no DeAndre Hunter. Still no Bogdan Bogdanovich. Still no Chris Dunn. None of those players are coming back from the Hawks. But it'll be interesting to see what the Hawks do if they try to continue just having the hot shooting from Trey Young if they try to dominate the paint even more with the play of Clint Capella and John Collins um, and what they do maybe to get Kevin Herter going. But it's always great to break any sort of losing streak, especially against a team in conference and someone who you're going to have to probably see later in the season in the playoffs. And the Hawks play this team now three times in eight days. The Hawks play the Celtics again on Friday, and then next Wednesday they'll play again against the Celtics in Atlanta. So, They're going to get real familiar with this Boston team, and it'll be fun to see the little adjustments that are made by both sides. But just monster night from Trey Young, 40 points, 8 assists, um, gets the win after just four brutal games, and hopefully this will turn it around for the Hawks. And the Hawks play the Celtics again on Friday, and we'll be here to talk to you about that. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!